we called it the Haunted Podcast. A little bit of scary with a little bit of history. Sorry, that was me. Gotcha. Take two. <laughs> Some of the great haunted places around the world. It's haunted history. Welcome to the Haunted History Podcast. I'm Tay, and this is my co-host, Nikki. Why, hello there. If you're joining us for the first time, thank you and welcome to the show. Here at Haunted History, we share historic stories with a hint of haunt. We try our best to stick with stories about places you can still visit in some capacity and share a little bit of travel information in case our destination is on your list. Today, we are going to be talking about the amusement park Cedar Point. Cedar Point is the second oldest amusement park in North America, with hit with its history dating back to 1870. It all started with an advertisement in a newspaper calling on some enterprising person to utilize the magnificent beach on the lakeside of Cedar Point, which was answered by local businessman Louis Zistel. He opened a small beer garden. Bat house? Bathhouse. Bathhouse. Whoops, my bad. <laughs> what the? And dance floor on the peninsula. Zistel would bring guests over on his steamboat, Young Reindeer, for 25 cents. Ooh, high roller. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> the park's first roller coaster, the Switchback Railway, opened in 1892. It was 25 feet tall and reached a speed of 10 miles per hour, which was amazing for the time period. In 1964, the Blue Streak roller coaster opened, which is the oldest coaster in the park still running today. As it stands today, it is a 364-acre amusement park on Lake Erie Peninsula in Sandusky, Ohio. Labeled the roller coaster capital of the world, Cedar Point has 70 rides, including 17 roller coasters and a total of 150 attractions. In 2017, the adjacent Soak City was reopened as the Cedar Point Shores Water Park, an 18 acre water lover's paradise with four new water attractions. Now, I have been to Cedar Point before, multiple times actually, two or three. At least two, let's say. Um, And it is awesome. I am a huge fan of roller coasters, and they're the best. Was Soak City there before? I honestly can't remember. I haven't been there in like 10 years. Because I read, like, so when I was doing the research on this part of the podcast, and it was talking about how in 2017 they opened a new water theme park. But then afterwards, I found out that Soak City had already been there. So it sounds like they just reopened the park. And so I was a little confused. So I was just kind of curious if it was still there. I feel like there was a water park there. I had never visited it before. So I couldn't tell you how big it was or anything yeah, like yeah. that. But I feel like there was. It just wasn't as big of an attraction as the 17 roller coasters. Fair enough. From I when I was a teenager. <laughs> Not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, so that's great and all. But this is a haunted podcast. So what at Cedar Point is haunted? Well, rumor has it the whole thing. <laughs> well, we could find absolutely nothing to back this up. 
the entire park was allegedly built on native burial grounds. I kind of feel like they throw this out there every time. Like native burial grounds has to be haunted. It's always haunted. Uh, but like I said, we can't back this up. Uh, but here are a few stories about places that others do say are in fact haunted. The first is the Midway Carousel. It appears that the most well-known haunt of the park is the Midway Carousel. The Midway Carousel is a Daniel Mueller Carousel, one of the very few remaining in the world today. Originally built in 1912, it was moved to the park in 1946. It is the oldest operating ride at the park and has been listed on the National Register of Historical Places in the United States since 1982, so it's super old. Employees have reported hearing the carousel music play at night while the carousel spins backwards, which is really weird. <laughs> That's creepy. Uh, and have also reported leaving at night and arriving the next morning to find the horses in different positions. There are a few different legends uh, said to be associated with the haunting, so reasons why it is haunted. The first being that the man who carved the horses for the carousel caught his wife cheating on him with a jockey from the local track. So he shot and killed both of them. <gasps> Allegedly, there was a black horse uh, on the carousel with a bone carved into him and another horse with the face of the jockey carved into the saddle. The second is the famous gangster. Uh, sorry. The second is that the famous gangster Al Capone tortured people on the carousel and dumped their bodies in the lake. Now, I want to <laughs> pause here and say, I don't know if he was ever in Cedar Point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know, uh, anything could happen, I suppose. <laughs> I guess so. He could have been. I mean, it was the, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know where he worked out of, but I don't. Roller coaster capital of the world. Yeah. You think he's like killing people? He's like passing gonna... through. I, I guess I'm wondering like who owned the park and was like, yeah, sure. Al. <laughs> <laughs> You can totally torture people at my carousel and then throw them into the lake. I don't mind. Ain't no big deal thing. They broke in at night when no one was there. I feel like that <laughs> seems unnecessary. Although, I mean, like, I do remember an episode of, like, I don't know, Criminal Minds or Law and Order where someone was, like, beating someone up on a carousel. But, like, come on, man. That's TV. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. The Midway Carousel is apparently not the only thing designed by Daniel Muller, as it is said that the carousel that formerly sat in the park, Frontierland, a 1921 Denson carousel had horses carved by Muller. Muller's carousel horse, or military horse, said to be the only haunted carousel horse in existence. It is said to be haunted by the ghost of Mrs. Muller, David Muller's wife, Daniel. <laughs> it's definitely Daniel, not David. <laughs> Close <Yeah. enough. laughs> Correction. Daniel Muller's wife. Don't know where I got David from. Uh, <laughs> brother, it's cool. <laughs> Ooh. Who fell in love with the horse after her husband had carved it. Allegedly, that love was so strong that her ghost wouldn't let anyone photograph it. And she used to be seen riding the horse after the park had been closed. Today, the original Muller horse was removed and put in storage. And the carousel upon which the horse lived was moved to Dorney Park in Allentown, Pennsylvania. You can see a replica of this horse at the Sandusky Carousel Museum, where it is said that 
people can hear Mrs. Muller walking around the place at night to admire the beauty of this unique steed. I do want to point out that someone has taken a picture of the horse. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe it was just when it was on like the carousel, but you can definitely now take a picture. But as the legend goes, you used to not be able to take a picture of the horse. Like it would, you take a picture of it and it just wouldn't show up. I mean, it sounds like kind of BS to me. I need proof of that. (laughs) And apparently Frontierland has another ghost, that of a young woman who walks past CJ's provisions along Frontier Trail. According to a young blogger who formerly worked at the park, workers of the stand uh, see or feel someone walking by the doors when they are closed before the season begins. As a legend would have it, the young woman walks the trail looking for her significant other. So either a missing husband or boyfriend. Uh, This blogger goes on to say that if you leave a sponge on the sink, I think in CJ's provisions, um, and go outside, your sponge will be gone. But when you come back a second time, the sponge reappears in the same spot it is missing from. (laughs) I kind of think it might just be a coworker playing a prank on them. I'm not going to lie. Maybe not. Possibly. But like, I kind of think that might be what happened. Good explanation. <laughs> uh, Hotel Breakers first opened its doors to guests in 1905. With 600 rooms, it opened as one of the largest hotels in the Midwest. It was completely refurbished in 2015 and currently has 511 rooms and suites. All of your typical amenities, Wi-Fi, pools, and water areas, beach access, restaurants, and is located just steps away from the park. I would really like to stay there. Not going to lie. I've, I've seen it. Like, I've driven past it, obviously, when I was going to the park many, many years ago. Um, and I always thought, oh, that'd be so cool to actually stay, like, the pictures are a legit, walking distance beautiful. from the amusement park. It looks like a nice hotel. And since it's been redone, be even nicer, Ooh, right? Yeah, it's free of fancy now. Must go. Anyways, um, the hotel has four different sections that were built at different times. And there are a few reported hauntings. The first, and arguably most well-known, occurs in the part of the hotel known as the lobby, which is a two-story structure that houses offices and meeting rooms on the first floor. The employee dwellings on the second floor. In the 1900s, remember the hotel was open in 1905, so the time frame is pretty wide on this one. The current employee rooms were guest rooms, and in room number 169, a guest named Mary hung herself, possibly in the shower, supposedly out of despair for a lover. Since then, employees and guests have reported odd occurrences, disturbances, violent unseen actions, noises, and problems with electronics. People have also reported hearing crying and their shower turning on and off on its own in Mary's former abode. I'm curious to what violent unseen actions are. (laughs) They're violent, but we've never seen them. Are people getting slapped in the face? (laughs) That explanation? (laughs) I didn't see that. I felt it. I totally felt it. Someone slapped me in the face. It just seems like a weird statement. Yeah. I agree. But I guess we'll have to go there and see if we can experience it ourselves. Uh, yeah. No kidding. So the Breakers East part of the hotel, built in the mid-1990s, has areas of three and four floors. Apparently, people there have reported seeing a faceless apparition 
Unfortunately, we could not find any history that would lead us to the cause of this faceless being who wanders the area. The hotel also has a haunted balcony where a couple who supposedly knew they were going to be separated made a suicide pact in hotel breakers. The man jumped to his death while the woman held onto the ledge and lifted herself to safety. Women have reported feeling a strong pull towards the balcony, alleging that the ghostly man is trying to pull them into eternity. So I'm going to request a room that is not that one. (laughs) Yeah. I do not want to be pulled off of a balcony or tempted to do so. Um, The ballroom is also haunted by mysterious music and ghostly dancers. And finally, pictures move on their own in one of the hotel's restaurants. Ooh, that would be kind of funky to see. I'm like, cool. Now, do they move in front of someone or do they walk into the room and then they're just like moved? Because I feel like that would make more sense. Also, then that's probably someone screwing with you. Yeah. Um, So we did some digging around and tracked a handful of ghost stories from around the net about experiences at Cedar Point. Uh, We are sure there are many, many more, but we thought we'd share a few of them with you. It's important to note that we have edited these stories for proper grammar. (laughs) In some cases, hopefully more than not. Um, And in a few cases, length to make sure that they fit with the podcast. So you can find links to all of our source material on our website at www.thehauntedpodcast.com. James B. says... In 2005, while staying at Hotel Breakers, my wife at the time tripped for no reason while walking through the beachside hallway of the main rotunda, which connects the two wings of the hotel. An old man helped her up and told her people trip there all the time for no reason. Some say it's a playful, gross tripping people. That seems really mean. Over the years, I've Those are the violent actions. (laughs) (laughs) Unseen actions. Over the years, I've paid attention and noticed he was correct. Even now, I'm just picturing a guy sitting there. He's like got his chair pulled up. He's like, oh, yep, yep. Another one bites the dust. (laughs) Shit, that looked like it hurt. Um, Even now, in 2016, after the hotel remodeling, I've seen a young lady trip in the same spot. Well, could you help them at least? (laughs) Spot is the dead center of the hallway in the rotunda and is usually people walking on the lake shore side that trip i thought she was walking on the beach side beforehand anyway anyway (laughs) that is what he said i just i'm seriously just picturing this guy like sitting there and just watching thinking (laughs) what an asshole (laughs) yeah an unknown author said I worked at Breakers in 2009. I got the honor of 169 being my employee dorm. I had lots of issues with running noises in and out of the room with no one present. Many errors with my microwave and laptop that I have not had since. And I still have the microwave. That's good to know. Yeah. Great. I'm glad you still have the microwave, man. Saving money. Brings a microwave to like their work thing at like, I'm going to be spending a summer over at Cedar Point. Uh, Don't forget your microwave, Tommy. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Mom. My power would circuit out, but the rest of the hall would work fine. They had two sets of bunk beds that I could touch the pole from one bunk, aka smash my head on it as I sat up. There definitely is a presence there. I think the just smashing your head is just like 
You being stupid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to say that nicer, but like generally speaking, yeah, I think you're just, mm, that's you problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, another unknown author. Oh, actually, this is what I was going to say. Um, with the room 169, I watched this video, uh, while we were doing research on this with these like two young kids, like, I don't know if they thought they were ghost hunters or something, but they're like running down the hall with like (laughs) the EFP machine. I think it's an EMF machine. Um, They're running down the hall, like yelling. They're like, Mary, show yourself, Mary. And I was like, you guys, she ain't going to want to talk to you. (laughs) Like you're literally screaming at her. Speaking of orbs that I don't know anything about, <laughs> the one kid was like, there's so many orbs here. And basically it looked like dirty spots on their camera. So I'm like, if that's what orbs are, I've got so many of them <laughs> all the time <laughs> on all of my cameras. It's so weird. Everywhere I go, there are ghosts. <laughs> Another unknown author said, my boyfriend and I stayed there last year around this time, uh, which was May. <laughs> Uh, We stayed in the old part where we believe room 169 was. I had no idea about the room until I went in our room first and it smelled. The heat wouldn't work and it was so cold. And the bathroom just felt weird to us. Well, (laughs) that's it. If the bathroom feels weird, I'm out. Uh, The sink had red stains in it and so did the walls. That just, that sounds like a cleaning problem. (laughs) (laughs) We just felt it to be odd and scary. Then we saw online there was a woman who hung herself in one of the rooms in the area. Brian B. says, I was employed at Cedar Point when I was a teenager and grew up there before that. My first year there in catering, I was told about a ghost of a man who was found dead in the ballroom above the main catering building named Henry. Maybe Henry's the one who like goes and moves paintings in the Oh, maybe. Henry is also a side interior decorator. <laughs> he has lots of great things to talk aspiring about. Aspiring interior yes, decorator? aspiring. He just yeah. never really got there. Yeah. I was skeptical. That was until I saw him for myself. Ooh. I became a bit obsessed and started trying to communicate and receive a lot of EVP and personal experience. See, EVP. There you go. That's the machine. Lumped in with that, walking down Frontier Trail, my mother and I felt ourselves being touched as we passed the old fort. If I could be so bold, Cedar Point is very haunted, and I think it's being covered up. It's not just some horse. It's real. So I totally on board with this, um, but he said he was skeptical until he saw Henry for himself, and then he never told us how he saw Henry. So if you are Brian B, I'd like to know when it is that you saw Henry and what Henry did. And was he rearranging pictures? That <laughs> I must know because I could use some artwork in my apartment. And if I need to go hit Henry up for some ideas, I am totally down with that. Uh, TJ shared that he stayed in room 169 his fourth summer working there. It's very interesting. There's a lot of staffers that apparently stay in room 469 169 169. and yet they still open it so okay um i was right it was right in the rotunda so this one confused me because in the other one i found that the staff rooms were not in the rotunda they were in the lobby area but whatever (laughs) uh facing the beach off the sun deck 
I would always see a figure in the door and would always open even when it was locked. Also, I would hear noises from the outside at night. Or sorry, at nighttime. Uh, the waves and stuff covered up all the noise from the beach except for an eerie dot, dot, dot. I can't explain this. <laughs> I would change down the hallway in the bathroom because I felt something watching. Ew, that's creepy. PJ also worked at Cedar Point and never experienced anything himself but knew a police officer for the park, PD, who saw an apparition of a man and a woman in 1920s era clothing on a balcony in the rotunda where the park, or when the park was closed over the winter. Mm, that must have been the couple that jumped off the balcony. suicide pact, yeah. <laughs> Someone named Simply R said, my family and brothers, my family and my brothers two friends just stayed at the breaker for the Halloween weekend. We stayed in room 4211, which was joined with our friend's room numbered 4213. For the whole weekend, we heard unexplained knocking throughout the night. We tried many ways to debunk this and it could not be done. My mother also heard our friends arguing during the night and was so sure it was them. But when she asked the next day, they had no idea what we were talking about. Then, on the last day, my brother heard me behind him saying, not this again, in a slight whisper. Problem was, I was in the next room. So, nothing too creepy. <laughs> That's a weird way to end that. So, nothing too creepy, but still slightly spooky. My family has lived with the paranormal for many years, so we pay no mind, usually. Okay. Interesting. Good to know, R. <laughs> Screws <laughs> said... <laughs> We were here August of 2017. My husband woke up around 1 a.m. and said the television turned on by itself. He, so he, tur- he tried to turn it off with the remote and it wouldn't turn off. So he unplugged it and that turned it off. Well, that's good. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> really weird yeah. On our last day, I went to the gift shop in the hotel. I walked by the refrigerated area where drinks are and the refrigerator door flung itself flung open by itself. I asked my husband if he saw it, and he said yes. The cashier came over and quickly closed it and said, we have ghosts here. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm so sorry, we have ghosts here. Let me just get that for you. Yeah, okay. I had never heard anything about this place being haunted, but these experiences made me research it, which is how I got to this website. Hauntedplaces.org, by the way. (laughs) And just for a little fun, we wanted to include a not-so-haunted story from a guy named Pete. It goes a little something like this. These stories have circulated for years. I've stayed at the Breakers since the early 60s, and I have never seen or felt anything that I would remotely consider paranormal. Of course, I would not consider myself a believer in haunted places, and my ability to see ghosts probably directly increases my in proportion to how many beers I've had at the bar. <laughs> Oh, Pete, we totally get you. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> if you like ghost stories and are interested in visiting Cedar Point yourself, we have put together a mini travel guide for you. Before we get into it, we would we do want to make it clear that we are not sponsored by Cedar Point in any way, shape, or form, but are totally cool if they want to sponsor us. Cedar Point is open from May to October, and their hours vary based on the season, but the majority of the t- 
time, the park opens at 10 a.m. and closes sometime between 8 p.m. and 12 a.m. Cedar Point Shores, the water park, opens in late May and closes early September, obviously due to less water park friendly weather days. And before you book your stay and get your tickets, we have pulled out some recommendations for you. Note, these reviews have been edited to make the most sense for the purposes on this podcast, but there is a link to all references on our website, so you're welcome to check them out yourself. Overall, it has a four and a half out of five star uh, review on TripAdvisor, and here are a few things people had to say. Jess, in their review posted December 2017, said, Cedar Point has been a place I've always wanted to go to. This was my first time. There were way too many people. If you don't get a fast pass, you will only ride two rides the whole day. So we were really disappointed, giving it a three out of five. John D. disagrees with her, giving the park a five out of five. Without question, he says, Cedar Point is the world's best amusement park. It has tons of rides, coasters, shows, games, foods, etc. The location right on Lake Erie is unparalleled. Although I live 100 miles away, I visit Cedar Point every single summer. He's a huge fan. All right, Daniel F. from Palm Bay, Florida, gave the park five out of five, saying, great coasters. That's all we went for. All six of us had a blast. My favorites were Top Thrill Dragster. It's a good one. And Millennium Force. I don't think I went on that one. That one was the crazy one that just went so fast. Anyways. We are from Central Florida, and Disney or Universal can't touch this place. Lines are long on weekends, and fast lanes are very pricey. We waited three hours on Millennium Force. That was a Saturday evening. So I feel like on a Saturday evening, it is going to be busier. Also, Disney rocks. Suck it, old man. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) Old man. I don't know who you are. Uh, Tarot 52 from St. Louis, Missouri also gave the park a 5 out of 5 star and a stellar but very long review so we've taken out some of the highlights which include this park offers so many excellent rides for all types of amusement park visitors a plethora of roller coasters smaller rides smaller rides, shows and a kitty section the park was insanely busy as to be expected for the last few weekends of the season and beautiful weather I purchased a fast pass fast Fast Pass Plus for two of my three days. I had not, had I not done that, I think I would be deeply disappointed and frustrated at the long wait times. Uh, Amen, sister. The park staff was friendly, funny, and diligent with getting customers on and off rides quickly. I really appreciated the excellent element of customer service. Many amusement park employees do not care how long it takes to get on and off rides. This simple standard went a long way in not only improving wait times, but also in alleviating frustration that builds when people are waiting a long time. I stayed at the Breakers Hotel, which made my stay convenient, but I also have to caution those who stay off the Cedar Point grounds. The wait to get in and distance of general parking can take about two hours off of your park time during peak times. This is a great clean place to visit. The rides were top notch and staff were friendly. I would highly recommend visiting Cedar Point. This sounds like a very reasonable individual. (laughs) 
Uh, so it sounds like we will probably visit Cedar Point next summer. Mm-hmm. We'll have to add it to our list. Yes. Uh, thank you for joining us here on the Haunted History Podcast, where we talk haunts, history, and a little bit of travel. If you like this episode, consider lending us a hand by giving us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting directory. This helps us find new people and spread the word, and it helps you if you like the show, because once we've reached 100 reviews, we are going to give out um, sorry, give out, give you all a bonus episode. So the sooner reviews come in, the sooner, the better. If you're interested in connecting with us here at the haunted pods, is that supposed to say pods? Yeah. Okay. Let me restart that then. Mostly because we call it the haunted pods on Facebook and Twitter. And yeah. Stuff. So if you're interested in connecting with us here at the haunted pods, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook at the haunted pods with an s at the end each podcast we put up shows up on our website with the resources some photos and a write-up so if you're interested hit us up there we might even have some original photos of us visiting said places true story if you have stories to share with us, please email them to stories at thehauntedpodcasts.com. If you can, you can email text-based or audio stories, and we will be happy to share them with your fellow listeners in a bonus episode. As we mentioned earlier, we would love to do a listener bonus episode for Cedar Point. So if you have stories, definitely pass them along. If you can remember to, please include haunted history or HH in the subject line. It helps us sort through submissions easier. Mostly because both podcasts come to the same email. <laughs> uh, if you're not listening to our other podcasts, speaking of both podcasts, the Haunted True Crime podcast, you definitely should be. You can find it uh, uh, in any app or program where you find the Haunted History podcast. We look forward to seeing you in two weeks' time with our next episode, which we aren't ready to announce yet because we recorded this one very early. Um... If you want to hear more haunted episodes, consider becoming a member on Patreon. We will be announcing the membership details in an episode very soon. Uh, as soon as we figure out when they are, we've been saying that for a while now. <laughs> if you want to become a member and have an idea of what you'd like to see offered, please hit us up at stories at the haunted podcast.com. us in case you are wondering we are not sponsored by anyone we are not sponsored by booking.com expedia travel whatever website TripAdvisor. is that the only use oh yeah we simply use things uh that we find on the internet so just wanted to give a little disclaimer at the end of the podcast probably not listening to it and that's totally fine i think our asses are still covered then <laughs> But we find all of ourselves, uh, we free source it on the internet, and that is that. So we do not express any opinion of anyone else, uh, just kind of our own, because we feel like it. Sorry. Catch you later. <laughs> <laughs>